0: so fuzzy because
1: The camera's dirty. Did you really just lick your finger? You are a mom.
0: Is it clean? <laughs> I mean, a little bit. I'm less fuzzy. <laughs> it's
1: so bad. Jesus.
0: It's, it's just what me,
1: it is. Let me turn off my Wi-Fi. Is your Wi-Fi off?
0: Probably not. We'll just be pixels for Derek.
1: He, yeah. I don't get it. Here, let me try something.
0: Oh, wow, that's so good. <laughs>
2: Hey, Derek, how are you?
0: Thank you so much for coming on and joining us. We've been really excited to meet you.
2: Yeah, of course. I know I didn't work out last Sunday, but or this past Sunday, whatever. But yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, no worries. I, I take full
1: responsibility for that. I'm an idiot. So
2: <laughs> I just thought it was double checking because when I did that and I did the official challenge podcast with Tori and Anissa, mm-hmm. we've been talking about times and whatever. So then I'm like, I woke up super early to be on it because I still thought I was on California's time, but now we're ahead of California by an hour. So oh. when they said 9:30, it actually meant 9:30 my time, not 8:30 so it was, just, oh, just no. hold, was up an hour early waiting for them. I was like, where are you guys at? And he's uh, like, I'm waiting for my Peloton to get here. Like all this stuff is happening. So yeah.
1: So, uh, I'm kind of yeah. Ooh, that's what threw me off. Cause I was like, I know Arizona is on the same time as us for like six months a year. I just don't know which, which one it's at. And <laughs> yeah. So I apologize. By the way, I'm, I'm Rick. Uh, this is my wife, Karina. Hi. I'm the one that you kind of been going back and forth with on there on Twitter Um, so first and foremost, dude, we, we want to thank you so much for taking some time and and talking with us. We really do appreciate it.
2: Yeah, no, of course. Thanks for having me on anytime that I can like do these little things and meet new people that are so into the show. It's like, it's so cool. And getting back into the swing of things and meeting fans and meeting people that like just love this show as much as I do. And now that social media is like this big thing now and like podcasts are a thing, it's like, it's so surreal to like be doing it again, you know?
1: Well, I can only imagine. I mean, I know how surreal it is for us. Cause all right. So just kind of the backstory, she's a fanatic of the challenge. She's been watching it since day one. And yeah. I had, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, I had seen it when I was younger and I'd watched road rules and world, uh, real world. Um, and then got, kind of got out of, it. and then we met about seven years ago and she's, I came over one night and she's like, yeah, we're going to hang out and talk, but like, you got to shut up for the next hour and my show's on. (laughs) And it was, uh, I think it was rivals three and I got hooked on it. And then, you know, since the pandemic gone back, watched all the episodes on Paramount and all that. And then being able to catch up on everything, it's just really fun. Well, long story short, she ended up being in a Facebook group. And so I joined that and then it really kind of gave me an in-depth experience on like the fandom itself And we started talking one day and we're like, Hey, you want to start a podcast? And we're like, our buddy, Josh was like, yeah, let's do this. It was, I think it was actually his idea. Mm -hmm. And so we've been doing this for four months and you know, the level of acceptance and availability that yourself and other cast members make towards the fans is really astounding. I can't think of anything else that's like this. And so I just want to commend you guys on that as well.
2: I love this show that why, why we have the platform that we do and what, like you guys make this show what it is. And if it wasn't for you guys, like who knows, it could have ended so long ago, you know, but, so, but yeah, no, I, I, anytime I can take my time out and not get in trouble for anything and i am not a part of it anymore. So I honestly, I don't even think it would matter if I get their approval, but I'm, I just like to go by the books. I don't want to get yeah, be yeah. Safe.
0: better to be safe than sorry. Really you care know? Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. No, 100%.
0: Just to kind of kick it off. Uh, First of all, we call this segment The Challengers Unplugged, and that's because our main focus is to kind of take you guys out of the challenge element and kind of give the fans a different view of, you know, who you are away from the show. Um, Obviously, we'll talk about the show and all of that stuff as well, um, but we just kind of like to, you know, talk about your life and stuff outside of the show and let the fans kind of get to know who you are a little bit better. Right. So I went and I did a little bit of research, and first of all, I saw that... Um, so you see, you were born in Phoenix and you were raised by your grandmother. And this actually really hit me because I was also raised by my grandmother uh, my entire life. She was, I called her mom. She was my best friend. Like that was, that was that. And then you, I also noticed that you have quite a few accomplishments from while you were in high school. So I kind of wanted to talk about some of those because I didn't know. So you were president of the student council You were also captain of your basketball and track team. You also have experience with baseball and volleyball, and you were also valedictorian. So like, can we talk about that a little bit? What was your high school experience like?
2: Well, first, and this is funny because I try to get, and I don't know why it doesn't get to the producers or MTV's head or whoever's in charge of it. I was actually born in New Mexico. I'm from this small town uh, called Loving, New Mexico. It's like 12 miles south of Carlsbad, which is a little bit bigger which is in Southeast New Mexico. And I came to Arizona in 2006 to go to ASU. So oh, my like wow. show when we were first cat, when I was first cast with John May, it said we were from Tempe, Arizona, because that's where I, I lived at the time. But then like I saw our trading cards and it's like hometown Phoenix. I'm like, oh, all right, well, I guess I'm from Phoenix now. Oh um, no, no well, I'm from dang. New Mexico.
0: Well, I'm glad that we actually cleared that up then.
2: <laughs> but no, it was cool. So... My high school experience is a little different than, I mean, I guess a lot of people, I, my graduating class is a whole big 37 people, a really oh, small farm wow. town in New Mexico. Everybody knows everybody. It's like a 1A school. Um, oh, but wonderful. yeah, no, I was uh, very competitive growing up. My mom got me into sports when I was like four years old, five years old, kindergarten. She was actually my like my grandmother, who I call my mom. So anytime I say my mom, I'm referencing my grandmother. Right. Um, She actually was the coach of my t-ball team and got me into like playing football and all that stuff and made sure that I was always in basketball. And I was always in like the traveling basketball. We did all stars, all sorts of stuff. I played school. I played track. I mean, I played sports throughout my like whole school career. And I remember she was like, you just need to try tackle football in junior high. And if you don't like it after eighth grade, in high school, you can decide what you actually want to do, but I want you to do it. And I hated tackle football. It was the worst. But the funny <laughs> thing is like, I was actually good at it because I was fast. So like, oh, yeah, uh, my, yeah. coaches wanted me, my coaches wanted me to play in high school and I was like, no. So I focused on basketball and track. And then in track, I started um, running in seventh grade and became good at hurdles by my sister, like bribing me to like, cause we didn't have anybody to run hurdles that, I mean, when we were that young and she's like, just try it. I think you'll be good at it. And if you do it, even if you don't like it, I'll take you to your favorite Chinese restaurant. So that's how I kind of got into doing hurdles. <laughs> it turned out I was actually really good at hurdles. And then in eighth grade, they I was doing J V in high school and I went to state as an eighth grader. But it wasn't until my tenth grade year that I was actually like top person, top tier, dominant number number one in the state in that that uh like our 1A, 2A schools. And I was uh, individual and team state champions back-to-back my 10th and 11th grade year.
0: Wow. So. That's impressive. See, I just, I love stories like this and I love pointing stuff like this out. We've also talked to Marlin quite a bit. Um, and this is a big point that we really tried to drive through with him. Um, and a point we try to drive through with Corey is that I feel like there's always like this stigma around men who are in the LGBTQ community. Um, about yeah. what you guys are or what you're supposed to be right. And athletic and, you know, dominant in a physical way is usually not one of those stigmas that floats around. But so I love, I love being able to point out these things, especially with people like you, people like Marlin, people like Corey Lay. Um, so thank you. I, I appreciate that you told us all about that. That's really awesome that you guys were like back-to-back champions. That's amazing. Yeah. I was
2: actually supposed to, so my senior year was, it didn't turn out so hot. I, was uh, I was (laughs) I got in trouble with the cops because I was at a party and I didn't drink, but I was in in possession. Right. And at that time, they were just making like, that was just like team drinking was just like a really big thing. And they were making examples of us. So me and three of the other starters all got minor in possessions. So I didn't even get to play basketball my senior year, which was junior year was my rebuilding year. So senior year, all of our starters came back. So that was going to be our year to win. And four of us couldn't play, which sucked. Then... I had friends that were trying to be funny that didn't vote for me for like class president. I'm like, you guys realize that this can like affect like my transcript stuff. Like, like it's not funny kind of thing. So I was a class president that year. I lost national honor society and student council because that minor in possession. And then to top it off, I'm like, well, at least I still have track. I'll do a three-peat. I try to... Break the state record in the finals instead of the preliminaries and i clipped my first hurdle i've ever clipped. so i ended up getting fourth place in my hurdles and i've never gotten that low ever so my senior year was just a whole mess with that so i was just like i just needed to catch a break you know and i was even i even had it in my back of my mind that i was going to go run for asu because like that was my my goal was to like if i didn't get to do it in high school i wanted to continue in college and my stubborn ass got uh, three full rights to division two schools in California and I turned them down. So that way I could try and run for ASU and then it never happened. So I'd, like my track for this one. Yeah. But it is um, what it is. I I always say things happen for a reason.
0: Well, and you know what? It, I can't even really fault you for that because you, you had a goal, you know, you had a goal to go to ASU and try to run for them. Um, And you chased your dream, you know, and, and maybe it didn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out but you stuck to your guns, you chased your dream. And I actually respect that. So bravo.
2: I actually do that a lot. And I think that's, what's. going to move. Well, when we get back into like actual challenge talk, I feel like sticking to my guns and like going with what I initially say and say that I'm going to do has sometimes got me in trouble or has like put me in a situation where I don't want to be, but, but yeah, I've always been like that. I always just follow my gut. And I'm just like, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going I'm to do it.
1: I like it. Like being of conviction, it, it's it's not something you see all the time anymore. So I, I really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, and that actually like answers one of my questions, because I was going to ask, did you go to ASU like and pursue athletics? But so with, you know, track not working out there, like what was your main course of study while you were at ASU?
2: So I really didn't know what I wanted to do graduating. I mean, I was valedictorian, so I got all these scholarships. And if I was smart, my mom, she should have been more, a little more strict and not let me go. Cause I my number one school that I wanted to go to was Gonzaga, but I got talked out of like even applying there Because my mom's like, it's so far, it's going to be hard for us to visit and you to visit. Like just go to Arizona because you're still far enough to do your own thing, but you're still close enough. If you ever need to come home. And she's like, and you're close to California, Vegas, Mexico, you have professional sports teams. There's always something going on and you have friends there and the weather's awesome. Why don't you just go there? I'm like, I mean, yeah, that sounds good. But if I was smart, I would have just stayed in New Mexico for <laughs> semester because if I would have passed my first semester in New Mexico, the lottery pays for your school. So I wouldn't have had oh, any yeah. if I stayed in New Mexico. Oh, but I hadn't get out of there. It, it, I wouldn't have been happy there. And my happiness means a lot to me. So it's like I didn't make sure that I focus on that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I knew that I kind of wanted to do something in the medical field. Uh, I have cousins that are nurses and stuff. And I just like always like that kind of thing. So I went in I went in with a a biochemistry degree. That was my first one because I wanted to be a doctor. And then I did a semester of that. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to (laughs) work. So I switched to nursing and I didn't get into that nursing program. And then I'm like, that still seems like a lot of work. So I'm like, oh, I'll do kinesiology because maybe I'll get into PA school after I'm done graduating. So that's what I was pursuing at the time when I got called to be on Real World. And then I did all these challenges and traveled and... Didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And two years ago, I was like, I need to figure it out. Still, kind of wanted to do something in the medical field, so I tried out uh, dental hygiene. And I had to retake like anatomy and physiology, chemistry, math. Like I had to take all these stupid classes again because they expired. Wasted a whole year of my life with not like no no breaks, nothing, going to school to not get into that program, and I'm like. <laughs> So I don't know what I was going to do. So I'm like, Oh, I think I want to do events. So like I have experience in it. I travel, like I host parties. Like, I think that'd be something fun. So that's what I graduated with. I'm going to try to do event coordination. Finally.
0: I love it. You're the end. You're perfect for that. Cause you, we, and we've, we'll talk about it as we get into the challenge, but you definitely bring, um, a certain spiciness and a certain life to the party, you know? So, uh, I, I love that you're doing that. So you were actually going to school while you were on real world. How did that work? Did you just go like, while after, after semester ended or how did that play out?
2: So, um, it was my, uh, it was the start of my junior year and I, we, I was going through that first semester in the fall and we, I got, I went to the open casting call with a friend um, in October that year. And so auditions kind of like kept going through. So then December came along and I'm like, all right, well, I'm kind of like, I went to the final audition in LA with the producers. I'm like, I need to know if I actually made this show. Cause like I already have all my classes set. So they let us know early January that we made it. And I was just able to like drop all my classes and withdraw from school. And then I was like, said, I was like, Oh, I'll just go back. But then like, I started, I worked with that student city company and we did this whole tour in, in um, Mexico and the Bahamas, Dominican. And then we did a whole thing with their Canadian one and lived in Canada for like a month in like Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal, Quebec. Like we did all that stuff. So I was just traveling. And then I got called for my first challenge and then you do all this. So I just kind of like, I was like, Oh, that seems like the right time to go back. But then I was always doing something and I don't know. I was young and I had fun. I don't regret it. <laughs> well,
1: no, I was yeah. going to say, like, it's it's hard to regret turning in all that experience you get in life, being able to travel to all those different countries and see all those different cultures. And don't get me wrong, like college is great. It, it really yeah. is. But it's it's you can't replace Oh no! Experience. And I had I
2: had a good two and a half years at the main campus. Like it was at that back back at that time, it was the biggest party school in the nation. So like, yeah, I had fun. But yeah, oh, yeah. like, when am I ever going to go back to Africa, Namibia again?
0: Yeah. Like,
2: like, stay out there or go to um, to where else do we go? The Czech Republic, just on yeah. a or Turkey. You
0: know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you and, and do all the awesome, cool things that you guys get to do. You know, like yeah. you just, you can't replace that in a classroom.
2: Just out of curiosity. I the challenge when I was in high school and I remember telling my friend, like if I could ever do something like that, that'd be so cool. I think that'd be fun because I didn't watch real world. I was a fan of the challenge, not real world. Yeah. And then we'll circle around. I've done it already. So
1: that's so <laughs> awesome. And I mean, and that's making a long point short. I, I I know that, you know, the track thing didn't work out with ASU, but another one of your goals, which was you'd want to do the challenge if you got the opportunity to and being able to do it. So like, like everything happens for a reason, like you said. So it led you to the direction that, you know, you didn't know you wanted to go to
2: right away, but it led you to that. And that's awesome. Uh, and quick I wouldn't question. have been in New Mexico or had I gone into my school in the Zago or had I gone to California to run school, it would not happened the way it happened, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. And so... Uh, what what year were you uh, in Tempe at, or what years were um, you there for?
2: So I went there. For, uh, oh, I lived there in two thousand. Well, I went to that campus from two thousand six to two thousand eight, and then we started filming in two thousand nine.
0: But okay. I mean, I lived in Arizona
2: since two thousand six. So yeah, I was. I'm almost from here, based on the years of that I've been here. Yeah. Um, born in New Mexico.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. I, the only reason I was asking is I was actually in Tolson. Uh, back in like 2012 uh, for a short time. Um, I've never been so, somewhere where it's it's 85 degrees in November and people are wearing like hoodies and stuff. It's wild.
2: Yeah, I was wearing, like what I'm wearing right now, I'm wearing shorts and a shirt and I was like running errands today and the sun was out and I had to have my windows throw down because I'm like, it's, it's insane how warm it is. But Tolson though, is actually in that area. That's like the biggest growing area in the nation right now. Like Tolson, yeah. um Uh, what's the, uh, what's the really far one? Well, there's Avondale and then the one that starts with B. There's another area out there that literally, uh, uh, I actually know this one. It's Buckeye. Buckeye. Yeah. Buckeye is like insanely like growing fast. And they like built another freeway to get out there. Like it's insane.
1: That's nuts. Yeah. I was out there in 2012 and it was, I mean, it, you know, still a few years after the recession, but it was it was nuts out there. The still stadium
2: built the, oh, yet? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, the stadium was built. Um, I remember going to uh, like a couple bars that are right next to it because I know they have that mall and everything right there.
2: Yeah, I was actually just there Sunday. I was at the Seahawks game with the Cardinals.
1: That actually leads me to one question: Why do you hate that kid so much?
2: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was just the haircut that just got me, just not liking. But then it was just like, I don't know. I think they were filming TikTok videos, and I'm like, "Pay attention to the game, kid." And he's just, yeah. I don't know, just about that little kid was annoying. And nor- normally I'm not a Seahawks fan because I-, I dislike Seahawks fans. But uh, we were rooting for the Seahawks that day to get a better a better seat for Cowboys. So I was like, "Oh uh, okay. yeah." yeah. But yeah, but no, I really, really dislike that kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was only going to sit there and drink my beer and just like snicker at him. and just
1: like... <laughs> Dude, I saw a meme the other day and it's like a picture of like Clint Eastwood from, I forget what movie it is, where he's like an old man sitting on his porch and it oh, yeah. goes... I think the meme said like me in my early twenties, like I'm never going to turn to one of those grumpy old guys. And it's like me at 35 seeing a person on TikTok, Like, I can't stand uh, that God.
2: shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's it right there. If I can find it, I'll, uh, I'll shoot it over to you so you can see it. Um, of course. but so kind of leading into the challenge, uh, I, I, if I remember correctly, I heard that you and John A. knew each other before you guys went on real world. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, we actually worked at a bar together. Um, she had just started working there that summer. And I remember thinking she was cool. Like she was really, her style was very out there. I had never seen anybody that wore like so many like like wigs and weaves and stuff. Like, I mean, I had come from a town of 2,000 people. I didn't see that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah that I was yeah. Open
2: to it, or I was like thought, but like it was just interesting and like cool to see. So I knew I like was just drawn to her. And then I—I um, I don't know if you've heard any other podcasts uh, where I'm like telling my story about how I got casted, but basically my roommate at the time tricked me into going down to the open interviews with her because she had a pass from a previous interview or previous like open casting call that she had gone to. They back in the day, like if you didn't make it, if they came back to your city, they automatically emailed you again to come down and invite a friend to skip the line. So I was sick and I was just at the doctor's office and I picked her up and she like set it everything up and she got her hair done, got her makeup done, got all this stuff done. And she like, Hey, will you just go to this thing with me? I'm like, sure. And it turns out it was the, the open casting call. I'm like, like, you yeah. fucking bitch, like, are really going to make me go to that? Home? All these people have headshots and everything. and I look like I just died of the, Like I'm dying of the flu. But she basically we did this whole open casting call with like 10 people, a casting director. They asked all these questions. Um, they had asked, I remember the first question they asked was, uh, just to, to tell us about yourself and like all these people gave like all these, these dramatic like stories where this one guy like, t- like was, uh, t- hiked from the tip of Alaska all the way down to South America and all this, like, you know, all these elaborate stories. And I was literally like, I graduated from a class of 37 and I was a valedictorian. And I was like, <laughs> that's, that's me. <laughs> um, and then, so anyway, we passed that, that round or whatever. And I walk into the second part, which is filling out paperwork. And John A. was already in there filling out the paperwork. Uh-huh. And then it's one of those things, you know, you just never think you're ever going to make it. So yeah. then they called us back for like video interviews the next day. And then, like, one week she would get a call before I was, and they're like, Hey, we need you to do this. And then I would get a call first. Like, we just made these videos. And then, like, she got another interview. Then I got another interview. And then I was just like, All right, like, this is pretty legit. Like, we might both be like front runners and stuff. And then I remember she got a call for the final one in California first. And I was like, At that point, I'm like, They're not going to get both of us to go. So yeah. I. I was like, oh, she made it. So I was like, telling her, her boyfriend worked with us at the time. So I'm like, tell her, I said, congratulations. And before I put my phone back in my, my pocket, they, rang, they called me. And oh. I ended up doing my interview first in LA. And then she did it the next day. And then you didn't hear from her for like two weeks. And then I got a phone call saying I made the show. So I figured she didn't make it. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to be an asshole and like gloat about it. You know, like, I'm not going to like rub it in her face. I'll wait till she calls me. <laughs> this bitch five minutes later calls me. She's like, I made the show. I'm like, like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's all like bragging about it. I'm like, I was trying to be nice. And she's like, just did not do that. Right. Like, yeah, no
1: that's actually super interesting because everyone we've talked to, like I, yeah. at first I thought it was just like one person, like first it was Marlon that told us his casting theme and how he just said like off the wall shit. And then we just like talked to Ayana the other day and Anissa she said the same thing. Yeah. She just said random things. And then Ayana like is up there with your story. She was out at a university, like with a Polaroid. Have you heard the story about her? Yeah. You told it's, us about it you were there. Yeah, it's like, it's it's so funny. It's just interesting how they the, the- stand
0: out stuff that they seem to really like. Like, it, it's the things that you think wouldn't even get their attention. You know, oh. like like Marlon had told us that he was just set, like the questions and stuff that they were asking. Like, he was just answering like the stupidest things he could think of as like his answers because he was just joking around with it. And yeah. they picked him and then same with like Iota, just the most random things and same with you you're like i you know rolled up looking like death and then you get picked like it's just like i wrote a part of
2: my there was a part in the paper that we filled out and it's like describe your family like oh we're a bunch of loud ass mexicans this and this and (laughs) blah 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 blah. and literally in the casting interview in front of the camera she's like so you described your family as loud ass mexicans what does that actually mean i'm like oh my god i actually read that (laughs) oh shit (laughs) like well we're, we're fucking loud and you couldn't get a word. in. I was like, my uncle would probably hit on you, which would cause my uncle and my aunt to fight. And you're like, my grandma's going to be yelling in Spanish and in English. You're going to make sure you have to uh, clean up your whole plate, like all that stuff. So yeah, it's funny that <laughs> what they actually turn into.
0: And it's, it's interesting hearing the, um, the casting story. I have caught other podcasts. I just don't remember hearing the casting story but it's weird because among the fan base, for whatever reason, they all believe that John A. was the one who took you from the bar down to the casting call. But yeah, because I, because I say friend and roommate. So they just
2: automatically they assume just that as- John A. was my only friend and roommate that I've ever had here in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: You're only allowed one good friend. That's it. Just one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. That's interesting. So my question. So then with that. I'm just kind of assuming the roommate didn't end up making it.
2: No. So she got, she didn't even get past the first like circle interview part. So but that's the thing funny. Is, she,
0: she took I made, you. I mean,
2: I to the bitch though. She was on the season with me. There's an episode where they're there and they got to hang out with LMFAO and she's on screen. So she, she got hers too. She got a
0: little attention for it. That's, that's awesome. I just think it's ironic that she was like tricked you into going was like, you know, drag you along when you didn't even want to go. And then like, you're the one that got picked. And I just think that's, it's just ironic, but that is cool that she got to come on. And like you said, meet LMFAO. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah.
1: So when you were originally on the real world, um, was your end goal to try to make the challenge or was it just, I'm going to see
2: where this leads. Well, first off, it's seeing where it leads because it's such a crazy experience. And like, I once I figured out that I was on it, I went back and I watched Real World of Brooklyn because that was airing when we were doing this. And I was like, "Holy shit, this is deep!" Like, I don't know, I don't know. Do I have that much to bring to the table? But then they let us know that when they they didn't tell us who we had made the show yet. But when we were there at the final interview, they told us where it was going to be. And I was like, "There's no way they would have told me where it's going to be if they didn't let me know." And I was like, "Well, how deep can?" A cast really get in Cancun, yeah, like, I don't know. yeah. No. Right. so, but going to it, like in the middle of like see, like filming and stuff, like I remember I was talking to like guys like we could possibly be on the challenge, like, this is cool. Like now, like, it's really exciting to be on this because this is my opportunity to be on the challenge. And the funny thing is, part of my casting process too, we had to do like a a confessional. And mine was to this guy that used to be one of my friends growing up who we had a really bad falling out with. And he was obsessed with the challenge Mm -hmm. more than I was. And like, we worked at Chili's when we were in high school together. And like one of our, like, um, like our uh, employee parties was a challenge. Like we did, we did a challenge. That's so cool. Yeah, it was cool. We did confessionals, did all the OTFs and everything. So it was cool, but like I knew that he was obsessed with it. And I knew that he was, because my season was the season that I got voted on by the fans. And that was like the last season that they did a fan vote. He was trying to get votes to be on my season without knowing that I was on this Disney. So it was just like a good, like, like a F you, you know? I, <laughs> so it was just like a lot of like good just came out of like actually like being a part of that. But yeah, like end goal after like being through the whole situation was like, all right, let's, Let's do the challenge.
0: That's amazing. So, and then we know that your first season was, uh, was cutthroat, um, Mm -hmm. but you were eliminated in the first episode on that one. Um, but what was your first initial like experience like with the challenge? Was it what you thought it would be or what was that like just walking in?
2: Yeah. So like, it was funny. I always tell this thing too. So when we get there to the airport, obviously I know a lot of these people, they, they didn't know me because my season had just been airing too. like. So they knew that I was new, but it was cool that they would like, like you just get welcomed into that whole thing. Like once you get there, you start talking to everybody. It's like, they know you your whole life. And then I knew some people there just like interacting before, but I remember thinking Camilla, cause that was her first season too. I thought she was a PA. And she was like trying to talk to people and stuff, and like we had all of our bags and everything. And I was like, "Oh, here's, like I thought she was a PA, so I gave her my bags, and I like walked off." She was like, "What? Like what the fuck?" It's like, literally thought because she didn't speak that like creative English either. Like I just did, I just didn't know who she was. But then I found out she was on the show. I'm like, "Oh, I felt like an asshole." But no, like getting into that house and stuff. You, I don't know, I, I don't know what you guys would think about it. Like it's I, since I'm a competitor, my adrenaline just is automatically up all the time when I'm in there cause you never know what's going to happen. And we had gotten there and I don't, I don't remember if it showed it or not. I just think it showed us like running. They get, got us out of the bus and they basically said, told us to get all of our bags and we we're in the rain and he is like, Hey, like welcome to this season of the challenge. Do you see that light in the dark, like a mile down? And we're like, yeah, they're like that's where the challenge starts. Like get your bags and run. So like we had run the entire time. Yeah. It's like, hell yeah. Like I, I had a heavy bag, but it was a roller. But I was like, all right, like I got this. I was actually in the lead, like most of the way, but you know, when you're running so fast, like without stretching just right away and you just burn out. And as soon as you, you just like, then you start getting like nauseous and your legs start burning. Like I literally got like that, but I, I was almost first in that whole situation. So like, I always think about things like that. Like what would have actually happened had I been first? Cause Vinny, who was one of the first guys got picked for the great team because he was first. So like, would that have been me? Would I get on the great, like stuff like that? So it's just weird how things work out. And then like Bronny was actually on his way to that season and then turned it down last minute. So like his clothes and his bag of stuff was already there. So, like, okay. me and Emily, we went through his stuff and, like, kept some of his stuff that said his name on it so we could have it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah awesome. no, it's cool. Like, just, like, going into those ho- those houses and stuff and just, like, you – it's so, real world's one way. You can start getting used to the cameras, but then this one's really, like, very laid back. Like, you can talk to the crew more on this one. In real world, you're not allowed to talk or interact with the crew at all. Like, they're just, right. like, you don't – this one, you can talk to them, like – like they're not filming constantly because there's not a lot of stuff going on. There's so many people like, unless you're part of a storyline or doing something that's drama or being loud or being, doing something funny, they're not really filming you. So you get to like actually have these conversations with people, but going into cutthroat back then it was still rookies go home first regardless yeah. of what you're going to try to do right i couldn't try to fight really hard to get big easy to get thrown in against me it wasn't going to happen like it's oh. i knew like i knew how it was going to be and then of course my my first one is something really physical of course you, you put <laughs> up
1: such you, a solid fight against brandon though you did you, you know really did. How it was like,
2: and i know like a lot of like I'm, i love go, going into details about like behind the scenes stuff and everything That fight literally lasted like 25, 30 minutes. We kept rolling out of bounds so they would start it over again because we were so tired. And then that, whatever the hell gravel we were in, cut your knees up, would cut your elbows up, like it stained everything. Like I remember we waking up the next morning because Emily and I got to stay like an extra day because our flight, the way that the flight schedule like did it, I was like was leaving, we got to stay an extra day. So I I remember like waking up and my arms are just like locked like this because I couldn't move. I'm like if I'm like this, how's Brandon doing this? And how is he going to do the next challenge? Like, there's no way, like, yeah. he's not sort of that either. So, but it like, just sucks. And my team ends up winning the next challenge. I'm like, I could have just... <laughs> yeah, no. uh-huh. well, it, but, you know, I mean, I was glad to be a part of that because that was like, like, pull wrestle or or ring wrestles. All those are, like, extreme ones. And I got to do, like, that one. And I got to do a hall brawl. So, like, I've got to do two of the most physical ones.
1: Yeah, and I mean... And, and without even seeing the edit, you could tell that you guys have been doing it a while. You and Brandon, because after the, that first round, you get up and you guys are both just freaking covered. And from the edit, it doesn't look like it took that long, but it, there's a big jump from the way you guys look at the beginning to the end oh, of yeah. the first one. So right. you, there oh,
2: yeah. is like. Found out we rolled out on accident the, the first time and he's like, all right, you guys got to start out. And I just think we both, when we were just wrestling, just kind of, thought to was like just just roll out so you can breathe <laughs> right yeah i <laughs> Take mean a
1: break you you almost have to use the rules to your advantage in that situation so because i mean from at least from the viewer's point of view i've i've never done a pole wrestle with somebody you know but <laughs> um my assumption is is it's about not burning out first is kind of what i've assumed unless you're going against latarian then it's make sure you don't get body just slams try
0: not to die yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah i don't know i, I don't think i would like, he started like picking me up and trying to say, sl- I would just let go. I'm like, okay, bro, you won. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah.
1: Like at that point that, or try to stand up real quick, you know, cause that's all you can do. I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: cause that's a whole nother oh. story, but at the same time, I think it's, uh, I think it's interesting. That's how they played the game at that point, which was like, you know, they try to send rookies home first. Cause it would almost seem, I don't know. And this is me looking at it from like a big brother perspective. Like you want to send out your biggest competition first. Yeah. yeah. That's how I've always come of. That's how
2: it. I always thought too. Like I would always want to do it. And that's like when we go to Battle of the Seasons, that's what we did. We sent Wes in first and got yep. West. And that's the thing. Like people just assume that because they're CT or Wes or Johnny, they're not gonna get sent home. And it's like they're beatable. They're not they're not gonna go in there and just dominate every single time. Like they're beatable as long as you just you just have to get them at the right time, you know. And it's that's what I've always wanted to do is is send the big person home even though it wasn't me who personally did it, it was my team who had was the reason why. Yeah, So right, I like right. I like being on that side of the it too. But like, it's either that or it's like send people home. So especially with Cutthroat, because you knew it was going to be a team one. At that time, they weren't breaking up teams and like doing individuals or pairs and stuff. You were going to be with your team throughout the whole thing. Why would you want to keep easy with you the entire time? Like, I don't understand that logic at all, especially back then, because I mean... He loses 30 pounds every, every challenge he goes on. I think that's like a storyline every time it's 30 pounds, 70 pounds. Like he's, he loses all this, this, this weight, right. but it's just the same thing, you know? And damn, I mean, I get it. He was a veteran and I wasn't, but it just didn't make sense to me, especially with like as many rookies were on my team. It was me, Emily, Emily, Ty, like Teresa had only done one show at that point. Yeah. Like it was five, it was five of us. we could have banded together and it just it didn't make sense.
1: Well, and especially after uh, I I can't recall the exact season's name, but the one where uh, you always say CT should have won it, but Easy cost them the final because he didn't.
0: Oh, Gaunt, Gauntlet Three.
2: You know yeah. what I mean? And like, sad that people bring that up constantly, I'm like, well, you kind of have to bring that up because that puts in perspective like what you can't do in a final. And I, if I was on your team, I wouldn't want to run that final in your team, right?
0: Right. Well, yeah. and, and kind of going back to that, I mean, you know, especially with like your athletic background, like the, it is just really surprising to look at it from that point of view, like why they wouldn't have, have kind of gotten rid of, you know, someone who could have potentially held them back as, as, as opposed to somebody who could have potentially contributed to the team, you know? Yeah, um, no, they would, and that just sucks because
2: especially it being my first challenge, I get it. Our team didn't win. Um, but they didn't, I like when I get sent home first with that, it sucks. They don't let me like show what I can do. And I never get the chance to prove myself. Like I, I get people like, well, you never prove yourself, that you, you should deserve to say, I'm like, yeah, cause I don't get the chance to. But The thing is I've never really, I've only lost one challenge where they're like, all right, your team lost. You're going straight in. That was on the battle of the seasons last challenge. I was dead. That was seven weeks of us just doing that stuff at that time we had thought we were in the final. We took two, two days to travel from Turkey to Africa. It still was another like four and a half hours from the airport to drive to our little town. I mean, our house in, in the dunes, we got there. I didn't even get a, to take a warm bath because the warm water ran out. So it was just like one of those things that just beat you down. And then the next day, our challenge was two hours away, we had to jump into freezing cold water. Like I, I had tightened my helmet so tight that I was choking myself every time I was swimming. So like I just knocked my air out. Like I was just done with it at that point. So that's yeah. literally the only challenge I've ever lost where they're like, all right, Derek, if you lost, you're going straight in. Any other time I've ever been into elimination, it's because people have voted me in. I've never right. lost. So right. it's just annoying.
1: I think what I've noticed too, in the challenge is when certain vets band together, they go after anyone that they feel could be a threat, no matter what, you know what I mean? And you do have, you know, the athletic background. And every time I've seen you compete, it's not like you, are a layup quote unquote or anything like that. Or like you don't give a hundred percent everything I've ever seen you do. You give a hundred percent and you put your heart into it. Even this last, the last elimination on all stars too. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of times editing tries to make things look close when it's not, but when you can actually see you and Nehemiah, you know, going across at the damn near the same time, you can tell how close it really was. And you know, so it, it just doesn't make sense to me either that they would want to get rid of you so quick.
0: Kind of ironic going back to our conversation about you guys being in real world and kind of sitting sitting around in Cancun like, oh, it'd be so cool if we all got on the challenge. And then all four of you, you know, you all four get to go on. You get to go and play as a team, as team Cancun. And you guys killed it that season. Like you guys had a really great team. And like you said, I mean, you guys got West sent in. And kind of touching on that point, I mean, me personally, I'm like, I'm a. I'll just start out. I'm a huge CT fan. But we have a a very strong belief here on this podcast that you always have, like, when it comes to players like CT West Bananas, you always have a better chance of beating them or getting them eliminated in an elimination rather than beating them in a final. So exactly. like, I love your approach. And I think that we need more players like that who Agreed. are not afraid to come and call CT out. You know, I'm not sure if you watched this recent season of, um, Oh,
2: you mean the season that they, they gave CT the win? The f- <laughs> yeah. That the whole cash just let him just handed him the final
0: on a silver platter yeah, yeah I you to. know so i love that, that the first thing you guys did was was go in and be like no man we need to get we need to get wes and we need to get him out of here because if he goes that's that's a huge like boulder out of the way of you guys potentially winning the final so
2: yeah and then from then on it was just our alliance winning constantly just uh san diego vegas new orleans us like you know it was just different teams in our alliance and it was just a great gameplay and then it even when John and I were only two people down, we had made our alliances strong enough to like still keep us safe. But the thing is the next challenge that we did by ourselves, it was that one where we had to abandon ship and we had to like get all the flags out from the bottom of the, like the water and then row to the shore. We were a two person team and we beat Vegas. Like, we yeah. still passed, we passed Vegas. And we were actually the first team to get our thing out of the water. But John A had pulled not the, the last one hard enough, so we were still connected to the rope. So I'm trying to row. I'm literally rowing so hard. I'm like, we're not going anywhere. So I had to, like, go under and cut the rope, get back on the boat, and then go. You know? So it was like we were still a really strong two-person team.
1: That's what I was going to yeah. say. I think if you guys would have made the final, you guys had a real solid chance of – you know, com- competing. I mean, there's a lot of ifs and everything, but you guys yeah, had a, a solid in. chance.
2: Yeah, we, like, I remember when, because when, we got so, normally they send you home right away, but they let us stay for the rap party since we were there already, and I think it was cheaper for them to just fly us all out of Africa at the same time. Right. Yeah. So we stayed there, they had filmed two days, and so me and John stayed in a, uh, uh, what's it called, not a, a hostel. I was gonna say a brothel, but a hostel. we're <laughs> <laughs> going like party with all these people. Like it was cool. Like we had a good time. But I remember when San Diego came back they said they won. Me and her were just like we would have had such a good chance to to win that. And I just wish they would have given us opportunity because they like, you know, good old TJ switches it up on you. And they had told us in the beginning, and I know they they had edited it out, and it said. They had originally told us that there was going to be four teams in the final and only the top three teams were making money. So the fourth team, fourth place team wasn't going to be there or wasn't going to like win, any money. And we had made it to the top four teams and then they switched it up and only said three teams are going to go in. That's another reason why I was just like, just defeated at that time. I'm just like, we've made it this far and now we might not have the opportunity to even run the final.
0: Right. And it,
1: it, so uh, kind of jump in off subject a little bit. We're actually, so like we recap the seasons too on another uh, part of this, the podcast we do, but we're talking with no season, we're, we're having a conversation about like uh, people that have never won the challenge that, you know, are absolutely worthy. And I think, you know, in about the seasons, you guys had a hell of a chance, a real chance to win. Yeah. And us just discussing it back and forth, we kind of came to the conclusion that like, Sometimes you can have, you know, those really dominant seasons and it's just it's the wrong daily challenge on the wrong day. And it's exactly what you said. It's just circumstance that led to that. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. tempting, like we had the conversation with Marlon on rivals, too, because we're both under firm belief, firm belief that him and Jordan don't flip that kayak. They had a lot better chance of being CT and West than Bananas and Frank did. Yeah, you know, just, right. uh, it, and it's just circumstance, you know, and it's it's crappy to see, but leading into that, you know, after. Uh, Battle of the Seasons, uh, what it was uh, Rivals Two, Rivals Two, and there was a little bit of a time span in between those. If I if I remember correctly, uh,
0: no, because ri- no. uh, Battle of the Seasons was twenty three and Rivals that's Two right. was twenty four. 24. I, right. I,
2: I went straight from Seasons to Rivals,
1: yeah. Seasons yeah. to Rivals, yeah. yeah. And then that was in Thailand, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yep. real quick before we dive into that, what was your favorite challenge location out of the three on the main show?
2: Um, definitely Turkey. Turkey. Definitely yeah. turkey. Yeah. Because we were right on like our house. I don't know if you guys actually like got to see the view from our house it was amazing. Like the water, it was beautiful. And then like the little areas that we would go like on our off days were just like, I don't even know which, if we were on the sea or we were in the ocean. I don't know what we were on, but the water was so like blue, but clear. Yeah. And we would get to be on these like, um, docks and just like hang out. And just, like, party and eat seafood and drink and, like, just jump in the... Like, it was so beautiful. But the thing is, that was still the same season that I got to go to Africa. So, like, I mean, Africa is always going to be awesome because where else can you get sand dunes? Like, Arizona-looking desert and then city and then also the ocean all in the same area. Like, that was yeah. cool. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That's- Turkey, was definitely- <laughs> Turkey was definitely cool. Um, I like Thailand. Thailand was just so fucking humid. Like, you literally had to drink water just... Just sitting there because you would just dehydrate. Like people were like getting dehydrated and like getting sick constantly in Thailand.
0: Wow. Yeah, I've heard we heard it was pretty hot there. You know, we heard the all the rumors about um Wes and CT who were like washing their clothes and taking baths and stuff in the pool, (laughs) um and stuff like that. So and Rivals 2,
2: our rooms were so hot because they like they were all glass. And our room, the air conditioners just were shitty there. We all kept sleeping sleeping in the living room. Like, literally every person in the cast was sleeping in the living room. That's and right. Us, they at us, and they were like, you guys need to go in your room. We're like, we're not sleeping in the room unless you fix the air conditioners. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. so hot yeah. in there. And they're like, yeah, well, we that's- can't you guys all in here. We're like, well, sorry, we have to sleep. And it's fucking hot in there. So fix our air conditioners. Sure enough, air air conditioners got
0: fixed. Got them fixed. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say what it was like a couple <laughs> nights
1: and then the ninja attacker. The if ninja I attack, remember.
0: right? Yeah, with the water balloons. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. That was so. That exciting. was funny. That yeah, was that a was fun, fun season. You guys had a lot it of fun was, that season. It was a great. one. Really was fun, and
2: even, I mean that was one of the smaller houses that we've been in. But like that was, it was really fun, and our party that we threw, like it was like a nightclub party. That was fun. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I really liked that pool too. That pool's cool. It was scary though. Cause you would get like snakes and stuff, just dropping from the trees constantly. Like I remember we were sitting down one time and this big ass green snake just fell in front of us. So I was just like, this is insane. But yeah, <laughs> other than it being hot, it was a cool location. I'm, I'm, so I always wonder if like they have all of our pitchers, like our cast pitchers just still locked away somewhere on some hard drive or something, because we took a cast pitcher for that one, but they hated it. And so they didn't use it. And we took up, it was in the pool, but like the Rivals 2 sign was under the pool. And so the cameras were like further away so they could take a picture. And for some reason, they did not use it. I don't think they liked the picture because they kept getting mad at us because we couldn't, like, I don't know what it was if we didn't do what they wanted or if our our smiley was stupid. I just remember me and Anissa were just like, so, like, like, cracking up the entire time and like making oh, fun of people, funny like, joking and stuff. But, like, yeah, they didn't use our cast picture for that season.
0: That's so funny. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember seeing anything like that. I know for like your guys' individual and team ones, uh, they did the one you guys were standing on like the wooden deck and had that big green, like, palm. Yeah. Oh, that was God, in our yard. That was in our, that was in
2: our, we didn't have a yard. We, we weren't allowed to leave that whole place just because of like the wildlife and stuff. Right. But we, right. That was on our um like our deck at our out on the to deck. Go to the room. And like I I wanna say it might be minor Rob, but there's somebody's picture that you can see somebody in the background. Oh how because funny. they're like, they're like working out or they're walking or something. Yeah. So you can oh. see like somebody in the background. Because we were it was just like on a regular day and they're like taking cast pictures. And I'm just like, we didn't even go to a different location for that, like we usually do.
0: Right, right. Oh, how funny. They also for that
2: one, so you know how like we sometimes film intros. And like yeah. we did the we did the one for seasons. We did one for rivals too, also, and they cut that one too because they didn't like anything that we did.
0: Oh, <laughs> because um, so like the intros, like what they did for like um uh like, instant, like, like, like for exes like-
2: you know, like exes were like I, don't, I, mean, I think Tyree held Jasmine and dropped her and stuff like right. that. Right? Yeah. Like that partner. So like one with me and Rob, he like since he's taller than me, he put his 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 uh hand right on my forehead, and I'm like swinging at him.
0: Oh, it how was funny! Off
2: yeah so they just but they just didn't use a lot of our stuff so oh my god, I, I wish we could see those
0: i was gonna say i would love they should do like a you know like a never before seen like release of like some of the best seasons you know like they used Did to do the the shit they should have shown yeah. they used to do that they need to do it again i don't understand why they stopped doing that it still bothers me, me. It, was, it was like one of the best parts of everything
2: dailies. the dailies were the best Oh yeah. I love like the things on Real World and the Challenge. Both of them were just so cool because you saw stuff that never made air, but it was funny as hell.
0: Yes, exactly. Well, and even like a lot of the, you know, like the parties and the silly little stuff that you guys do, the pranks you guys pull throughout the house or throughout in the house throughout the season, you know, they'd show they wouldn't show a lot of that on the season, but then they'd show it on the shit you should have you they should have shown. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that still kind of gave us that other side of you guys to connect to. And now they don't they don't give it to us in a season. They don't give it to us in shit they should have shown. And I think that's why all stars is hitting the way that it is, is because they are giving us those silly little moments with you guys during the season of all stars. You Mm -hmm. know, we don't have to wait for a reunion. We don't have to wait for shit you should have shown. They're showing us your and I'm sure they're not showing us everything. I'm sure that, you know, that there was a lot more fun to be had than what we've seen. But. Surprised
2: they did it on All Stars because we we knew what like we were gonna throw some parties, whatever. So we did prom and then they <laughs> like two episodes ago, they did the spring break party. So they were all dressed yeah. like spring breakers.
0: Yes, yes. It's just it's so much fun. I love when they do that. I love the little like the birthday parties, the proms, the um, I wanna say it was oh no, it was dual two um we, they did like a fashion show um mark and them did like a fashion show thing so that was i just i love those little things that you guys do in seasons, the house
2: we, we did the insane games and we played like a jeopardy style, style game or whatever yeah on that one too y'all oh. had partners and stuff yeah that's fun when you can think I mean, especially though because like we're there like seven eight weeks so if it gets right. boring it's really boring <laughs> yeah. especially when like in seasons when there was only like what eight or nine of us there that, that's a huge ass mansion, and there's nobody else there. And it's an off day. So you literally, like me and Sam, we played backgammon for maybe like eight hours, literally just playing backgammon. That's all we right. could
0: do. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm really good I, at backgammon. I heard that um, you guys aren't allowed to bring like even like books and magazines and stuff to read with you. Wow! Oh, my gosh. I don't know what I would do if I if I had to go like eight weeks without having a book.
2: <laughs> they want to they see how crazy you get without your comfort
0: zone. And that's that's what it is, isn't it? It's it, they want to take you away from every comfort that you have and see how you mentally handle it. That, I mean, I guess that makes sense, but oh, I couldn't do it. I would I would go insane.
1: <laughs> so uh, a question I have in in because you have the sports background, Eric, is. How do you find the, the even keel of the competitive aspect? And, you know, because in certain situations, you know, just with the level of competitive competitiveness, you're just looking at, I'm like, I want to beat you. I don't like you. I want to beat you. Even if you do like them just in that moment, but yet also balancing the political game and maintaining the relationships. I mean, which did you find that difficult to do at times?
2: Yeah, because so I, I, I feel like I'm close to these people because I've hung out with them outside the show. So like, obviously I go into this most of the time with like, all right, like even though we might be on opposite sides of alliances or opposite teams, there's still this connection. Like, Hey, I got your back. You got, got my back. And then you obviously have to protect your certain amount of people that you protect. Like, like Johnny, I would never go against Johnny, you know, and she would never do the same yeah. thing. Right. That's, those are obvious things, you know, but like you can still branch out and make friends and do this other thing where like you just have like that silent connection. where like, all right, we got each other's back. Let's not tell, to tell anybody. But like, like you said, I'm one of those people that like, I am very competitive. So when I know there's a top person and they're like, my main goal is to beat that person. Like that first yeah. challenge on all two, I was like, I know Jody and Derek are going to be such a hard fucking team. As long as we can beat them, like we should be able to do good. And I think that like turns something on to me because like when I would run track, I wouldn't see anything but the finish line and beating like knowing that I'm beating people. And that was what I, when I get into these challenges, I'm like, the end game is winning this right now. So like, no one can, unless you're physically taking me out of that, no one's going to like stop me from achieving that goal. You know? Yeah, but yeah, I, I I feel like after watching John A this season, I, if I ever go back, I definitely need to just get into everybody's conversation and make sure that I'm friends with everybody.
1: <laughs> right. So uh, have you talked to John, John A yeah.
2: Yeah, everything. I talked to her. They got done filming in like end of August. Mm -hmm. So I I talked to her around then. I mean, I kept in touch with her constantly from then, but yeah.
1: It it must be as a friend, as, you know, a roommate being in the real world. Yeah. And then as a fellow competitor and teammate must be, you know, obviously you want to win for yourself, but to see your friend and roommate win, it's got to be an awesome feeling too
2: yeah and it's one of those things too it's like she set a goal and she said what she wanted to do and damn it the bitch did it
0: <laughs> she, right?
1: she did she, she did and killed it
0: yeah um no super proud of her we're big john a fans yeah. um you know i've been i've been brooding for her to get a win for a while now so it's it's really awesome to to see and that
2: where it all her. started like we and this is our thing too like we're like I know it's, it was kind of lame. Like I, I was laughing because I'm like, wow, my first trip after the pandemic was like letting down is back to Mexico. That's cool. Like, <laughs> they got to on, but I was like, all right, whatever. But I got to do it with Jasmine and John A. We were in Cancun again. And I say this whole thing too, like my first passport stamp ever was to go do real world and in, in Cancun and I had just redid my passport and my first stamp is Cancun again. Dude, oh that's my so God, awesome. That's
1: amazing. It's almost like an omen to in a good way of like many good things to come, more travels, more opportunities. Yeah, and so
2: get this. So my season was season twenty two. My mm-hmm. favorite number is twenty two. It was always my like my, my baseball or my basketball number. Um, I was born on February twenty second, so it's two twenty two twenty two this year. So like oh. this has to be this good omens. There has to be something yes. good about Yes.
0: Coming. Yes. It's kind of, I you.
1: love it. I love and it. I was yeah. on all stars
0: season two. Like it just all, mm-hmm. oh. all the twos. Yes. No, I love it.
1: So obviously we, when we touched on a little bit earlier, um, you said you wanted to kind of talk about some different things that happened on all stars too. I mean, we're all ears.
2: Yeah. It's one of those things. So like, I didn't tell anybody about what was going on in my family. Cause that happened the day before that I left. And yeah, One of the hardest things I've done because it's something that you should open up about and not keep to yourself. But I didn't want to use that as a disadvantage, or I didn't want people to use that against me or think that I was using like a pity card. Like, you know, people, Mm -hmm. I know there's people right now, like in this challenge and stuff and all stars are older. And I know a lot of people wouldn't use that, but it's just you always have it in the back of your mind. So having to be there like 10 days, 10, 12 days before I was able to talk to anybody about it was kind of hard. But like just the amount of like love and support and, all that, that I got was, was really nice. And, but I was glad that I got to talk about it because I feel like people need to hear about how it's, it's such still such a stigma about like mental health and depression and how no one wants to talk about it, but like having a platform and be able to do that. I've had so many emails and DMs about people who have lost people to suicide. People who have tried to commit suicide but like watching somebody be able to be so open about it and talk about it, like it's helped them will help them. So like, that's my main goal of like one of the reasons why I really wanted to continue and go on, on the show and do this because I felt like I was going to be able to do that for people. So I'm really happy that it played out the way it did. But going into that elimination though, like I had talked to my brother that day right before elimination and I He had told me my mom was coming up for my little sister's uh, celebration of life that they were having here for her friends. And originally she wasn't going to come up. So like I say, like we say, things happen for a reason. I wasn't supposed to talk to him because the, the, the elimination was supposed to happen two days prior, but there was like a COVID scare. So we had to shut down production for a couple of days. And so it ended up happening two days later and he, that was the day that I got to actually talk to him and he said they were coming home. So like going into the elimination, I decided myself that I wasn't going to win that elimination that I needed to go home. And so I'm being competitive. I'm not going to just quit like upfront and quit, but I knew I didn't need to be there anymore. So I, I, and I I say this to everybody, I'm not taking away Nehemiah's win. But had I not been in that situation I was in, he wouldn't have beat me. I solved those puzzles. The first puzzle I solved so quick and I just knew I needed to say wrong numbers. So I kept saying the wrong number to the people to check the answers. And I even started doing like crazy stuff. Like it's like find all the fours. I was kinda the number that had four letters on it, I'm like, oh, there's four, and like there was like a, a symbol that had a cross. I'm like, oh, there's four, right there. like I was doing stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I knew I couldn't let him beat me because then I, all of a sudden it's going to be those same people that are just like, oh, like you always get sent home first, like all yeah, this other stuff
0: sucks. Stuff. Like, oh. Uh, so
2: so once I saw him finish his first one, I saw the puzzle, and then I saw that he got the second one. I'm like, oh no! So that's when I like kicked it into gear. And I'm like, caught up to him. And the third puzzle, the number was twenty-two. And like, I figured it out, but I was like, no, nah, if you do this, you're going to stay here and you're not going to be happy. Like I, right. as much as I wanted to be there and compete, cause I love doing that stuff. I, I couldn't. So, right. right, I mean, I'm glad I made it close enough to where it looked like that. Cause it was super close, but well, yeah, I, was <laughs> I wasn't mentally strong enough to be there anymore.
1: I, I, I'd seen you had spoken about this previously and, and I thought, watching you and seeing you perform previously that it didn't seem right with you going that slow on the puzzles. You know what I mean? I think it's extremely impressive that you were behind and still caught up during the physical portion as well. Right. Yeah. So I mean, what that tells me is like, it, it makes sense because like you said, you came in with kind of a goal in mind that you were going to reach out to fans of the show by telling this story. Once you had the opportunity and you were ready to talk about it. And then, like you said, everything happens for a reason. You got that two day scare. You get to talk to your brother at home. And then you find out that your mom's coming up who wasn't going to, it's, it happened for a reason. And you made the right call. You, you, you did what you'd want to accomplish the season. And, I'm a firm believer, Derek, in my personal opinion, that y- you make great TV, you know, you bring wonderful content to the show. You're very competitive. You're good at the show. We'll see you again. And you're going to have your opportunity to to get to a final and get that win. And I look forward I to seeing so. that happen.
2: I really think so. And like, obviously, like, I always want to do enough to be like, well, like the people like me, did I do enough to get a call back and stuff? And like this one, I didn't care if I did, you know, like if I got, yeah, if I did cool, not, I went on and I did what I needed to do, but like, I don't know. I just feel like production wise, fan wise, cast wise, I feel like I just made a lot of connections than I previously have. So I think in the back of my mind, fingers crossed, it'll be, I'll be on again and hopefully not just all stars, maybe back on the flagship show. I was going to ask. Yeah, I would love to do it, and everybody keeps saying like, oh, "What would you do?" And I'm like, I'm the same age as those people on there. Like, I did yeah. All Stars, but I was the youngest. Per- me and John, I were the youngest people there. Like, it's not like I'm 33 years old, so it's not. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say you guys are you and like Corey and Nelson are all the same age. If I if I yeah. Like, yeah, right so, in the same ballpark. You know I what I mean? I think I might even be
2: a little. I mean, think I think I might be a little older than them, but it's not like I'm not me and like uh, Tech. Like the age difference between them yeah. between the shows, yeah.
0: right? Right. So yeah, but yeah. So I, I, I
2: think I, I, I have good feelings about the future and me on this show, and I hope that it comes into fruition. I know just the beginning of the year and stuff's like getting crazy with Omicron again, so stuff's getting pushed back and everything. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. I need it. So I got asked for All Stars three, but I just couldn't do it because my. Uh-huh. My internship that I pushed back to do All Stars Two was on the same weekend, or the same starting the same week that we were leaving. So I'm like, I I can't do it.
0: Can't push it out. So, again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: So, but I mean, good thing. I mean, I, so I did do enough. Apparently, I did do enough to get passed back for that one. So, fingers crossed. Well, and think, the fan
0: the fans love you. Yeah. So, I mean, I literally have not seen. I we run Facebook groups, we run the IG, we have the podcast, you know, and I've never seen or heard anybody like. Oh, Derek, blah, blah, blah. No, nothing. It's always been positive. So, you know, the fans definitely love you and want to see you back. So-,
1: so, two things. First one is I think the moment that you had on the, on, it was the second episode, I believe, um, yeah. where you talked about it. Our other co host who's out tonight because he's sick, um, he called me because he watched it before I did. And he goes, You're going to want to watch this episode. It's really, really good. You're going to love it. And I'm like, All right, I'll, I'll make sure. He's like, make sure you have tissue, too. I was like, what? <laughs> Call me when you're done. <laughs> and he's like, make sure you have tissue. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I cried twice. And I was like, what <laughs> the fuck, dude? Come on, it's a challenge. I'm not going to cry during the challenge. And then we sit down and I'm sitting there and, and dude, like, I, I don't want to say I'm a Like I cry all the time, but like, I do notice that since I've had a kid, I get a little bit more emotional about things, (laughs) but did your, that part came on, dude. And I just, it just, it wasn't like an obnoxious cry. It's just that normal like tears coming down and it's just mine was an obnoxious cry. Yours is always an obnoxious (laughs) cry, but I love you anyways.
0: It was such a touching moment.
1: It just really was It, it, to have empathy for a person to feel the situation that you were in and then the understanding of why you were on the show. Yeah. It it was really a touching moment. I honestly think that it's, it's really up there with, you know, one of the better moments of the challenge where it's more than just a reality TV show. It's about people's lives. And, right. I, and yeah. you know, sharing that with the public, I, I really commend you for it. that takes a lot of mental health and a lot of growth as a person to do that.
2: Yeah. Thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, I I always go back and laugh though, especially like my like my family's comments and stuff. Uh, they're like, "Why did you have to wait till you were dressed up in your prom outfit to talk about it?" <laughs> 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 they're Sometimes. like, "Your mascara was running." <laughs> <laughs>
1: you still look good though. I'm not gonna. You, you were pulling it off well, Definitely. nonetheless. <laughs> um,
2: like, I love, I love that they. I go back and I talk about this with like a and Tori and stuff like this this round this type i mean this round of like going on like i was very upfront with like how i wanted this to play out i'm like i don't want this to be my storyline for the entire time that i'm here if i'm here for a while like i want to talk about it when i'm ready to talk about it it'll it'll i was like we will we'll talk about it cuz i have to cuz like there's no way i can do this and not talk to johnny and J- jasmine and people that i love here about it you know like i need them to know because they know something wrong with me and i've let them know something wrong with me i just it's not the time to tell it but i love that like production after like i had talked about it and they filmed everything they're like if you need to just go talk with johnny and jasmine outside of this like just go so they let's go like talk like two hours on the beach just by ourselves wow. like I yeah. film nothing. so it's like they understand like we're going through things too it's not yeah. just all about the story which i That's, love like I yeah. I felt like I've never felt like that filming stuff like this. And that's why I was so open to being open and being vulnerable like that and trying to get my story across because it was important and it was like real and it was right. Like it just felt right.
0: Well I know with a lot of the fans you know you guys you guys are on TV you guys are on our favorite show you know a lot of fans have always kind of been in that same situation where it's like man it'd be so awesome to be on the challenge someday and like envisioned ourselves on real world and the challenge and stuff so to see you guys actually who were actually on it you know there's that separation between you guys and us fans but I think mm-hmm. that moments like this is what kind of breaks down that barrier between challenger and fan and and makes you real and authentic and raw to us and something that we're able to relate to on a personal level and not just, Oh, I like the way he plays his game or, you know, I like the way he looks in a swimsuit or I like the way she runs or, you know, whatever. And I really love that. I think that that moment was made even, I don't want to say even more special, but it really just amplified the moment that you were able to have it with John a and that they showed it the way that they did. And I think it was done very tastefully, very respectfully. And I think it's amazing hearing that they were so supportive of you after that to let you have your own time. Because, you know, and that's something us fans don't get to see. We don't get to see those moments between you guys and production where they really, they again, break down those walls between Challenger and production and let you guys have a real-life moment. And so it's really awesome to hear that they did that.
2: Yeah, no, I, I mean... I didn't expect them to, um, but it was, it was really, I think that's what I needed. I just, cause we, we were back and forth between the house and hotel. And we were at the hotel longer than we needed to be before the house because it wasn't ready yet. Like, and so we're stuck in our hotel room, not able to talk to anybody. And it's just literally, you're just in this hotel room. So just being like alone like that with those feelings inside and not even be able to like talk to my brother and stuff every day. It was just hard, but it all played out the way I think it was supposed to play out. They did a they, edited it very lovely like i was very appreciative very thankful that it wasn't exploited in a like a i don't know like a fame seeking or like a, a story type like story type of way like it wasn't exploited yeah. it was told yeah i like
1: yes it, it was and i i i like i'm one of those people that i forget things all the time so i'm glad i remember this is it very much reminded me of calls of earlier years of real world where those authentic stories came across and that's kind of what brought this all to the forefront as far as reality tv is because you know i grew up you know the town i live in now is kind of large but when i grew up here it was like forty thousand people it wasn't a big city um so learning about alternative lifestyles and and like aids and alcoholism and other things like that sometimes came through from mtv and being exposed to that in the real world and and having authentic moments like this so it was almost like a call back to that and i I think that's where the o- the OG seasons in All-Stars really hits the mark where the flagship doesn't. Right. I think it would uh, I think the flagship needs to bring back some of the old flavor. I think yeah. they've gone a little bit too off. Don't get me wrong. It's great to include uh, global players, but to introduce half a cast that nobody's ever met before. At it, one time. That's rough. I mean,
0: that, long, with-
2: that season took forever, too. Six months. It, yeah, it started
0: in August. August 11th was the first Air day, it was insanely long, and then, like you said, you know, you take half a cast of global, you know, uh, rookies that nobody's seen before, and you mix it with half a cast of vets that we've seen every challenge for the last ten they, challenges. Oh, it's like, okay, yeah. well, I'm done.
1: <laughs> well, I'm. I think the part we, that got me.
0: Please.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look, all right. So I also have kind of like a theory on this like because we were talking about this the other day. What was the name of where they got? Exile? Is that where they got sent? They got sent to Exile?
0: Oh, on Fresh Meat. Yeah. Exile.
1: Yeah. So I mean, they've always had the kind of like those funky names that they try to stick to like the lair <laughs> and all that. But yeah. The blowing the stuff, blowing stuff up every time it's, it's in the puzzles so and much. it's too much. It just, yeah. I went and back a little bit.
2: It was weird though. So they, so we, ch- we did it different for ch- all stars too. Like it wasn't deliberation. It was selection. Yeah. Like ah. They were very, And I remember like talking in interviews about deliberation, like, can you call it selection? And I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> it's great. Like, so I work at a, a, I work for a company that does home services and, our sales guys instead of calling them sales guys, we call them design specialists. It's oh, like, wow. yeah, I was like, yeah, that sounds super fancy. fancy. That's that's not at all <laughs> what they do. But all right, cool. <laughs> so obviously, yeah, I mean, you watched the latest season. Do you stay up on the challenges or? Oh yeah, you- yeah.
2: I like, I like. So it, I'm usually off on Wednesdays, and it usually airs on Wednesdays. So that's like yeah. my, and it's like, uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills usually on, well, was on because that was that that whole season was start to finish with, with the challenge and finish like two months before. Um, oh my but I, like, that's like my reality TV day is that day. But yeah. And I say on there because I mean, I know most of the people that are on there. So then I'll like text them to him. Like, so like, how did this really go down? And like, I'm friends with like Corey now, Corey L Corey. Lane, okay. So like, yeah. I'll talk to him about it too. Oh so.
1: my God. Josh we is going to be so upset that he, we're, we're talking to Derek and he brought up Corey. Lane. I He's know. Not here. So
0: our, our other co-host, his name is Josh. Um, he, he couldn't make it tonight because he wasn't feeling very well. Um, but he did tell us to tell you that he. Said hi, and he's very, very heartbroken. He could not be here, and he's like, "We better get Derek back again someday, so I can meet him." <laughs> so we'll have to bring you back sometime. Oh,
2: Time but... you, you want to do it? If you want to do like a recap on anything or something, yeah, me, yeah, know. yeah, we'll have to do that. Oh, dude, yeah.
0: um, but anyway, he's a he's huge Corey Lay fan. Literally brings Corey Lay up on every single episode that we have, um, and so we were, you know, joking about how Corey wouldn't be, you know, brought up. We will have our first episode without Corey. Lay <laughs> you bring up like, so Josh is going to be so stoked. <laughs> That's funny.
1: So, um, I try to ask these last couple questions to everybody we have on. You're sure. getting ready to walk into elimination, you get to pick one song to pump you up and get ready. You know, it's going to be a physical. What song are you listening to?
2: Probably Space Jam.
1: I love you know, it. The, the millennial in me oh is all th- about goodness.
2: it. but
1: y'all already put it (laughs) (laughs) yes i love it
0: favorite answer so far i love that
1: (laughs) secondly would you and tina ever consider doing a reality tv show where you guys just do hijinks all the time
2: (laughs) my god i would that'd be my dream i so guys like you like i was a tina fan from the challenge but like yeah so getting, getting there and seeing that she was there i'm like all right this is kind of intimidating just because i know how she can get from these shows but obviously, I, I only know her from the show, so I'm not going to go into it thinking like that because then then it just gets weird. Yeah. So, but getting yeah. to know her and talk to her, like she became one of my closest friends so quick, and like she was actually the first person I told about what was going on with me I, before I even told Jenna. I told Tina. Oh wow. Uh-huh. Not because like I feel like I needed to tell her before. I just wanted to like test the waters to see how people reacted because I yeah. had been drinking it. Like we were just like drunk, so I was just like I just wanted. It turned out like her sister passed away too. Not from the same thing, but her sister had passed away too, and she's like I. She goes I. I don't. I haven't gotten over it yet either. You know, takes a while. Um, But yeah, no. Like I think we would be so funny. Like we did this whole when we were doing like our like it's a challengers watching their casting tapes. Did you see those things on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are hilarious. Yeah, those are so funny. Her and Daryl cracked each other up, and like we just hung out. Me and her stayed an extra day. In New York, and just like had the best time. So like, yeah, I would if we could do a show like that and just did shit to each other or to other people. Hell yeah, you, you oh, guys would be hilarious it. together. I'd
0: love it.
1: Like, yeah, oh, no, I mean, just a little tidbit I saw on the show. I mean, you guys dressing up to and
2: oh, that dude, I, I
0: yeah. Where do I watch that right now? Yeah. I need to watch that right now. Come on, oh, Paramount Plus.
2: Come on, <laughs> right? Where we we're, we're the Paramount gods? Come on. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So all right, um, and then because you just said this with being a fan of Tina have on any of the shows that you've been on showing up, were you intimidated or nervous or like overly excited by meeting any of the other challengers that you're like a big fan of?
2: Um, the first challenge I did, I was like, okay, this is cool. Brad's here. Johnny bananas is here. Derek's here. Like Jen's here. Like it's a lot of big people here. Yeah. Like I, on paper, our team was actually really good, but then it just went down the drain. But like, I was like super excited to meet them. I don't think I was intimidated. The only person I was intimidated prior to All Stars 2, Tina, was CT. And that's obvious because I just know how much of a hothead he is and his backstory with like punching Davis and like all that kind of stuff. I just don't want to get under his, his skin, obviously, because he has like really devoted fans too. And I'm just like, right. I- yeah, yeah. Oh, there. Yeah. But, like, he was also one of my biggest letdowns that I ever met because, like, getting there and, like, meeting him and we were drinking and stuff, like, he was just rude to me for no reason. And, like, I remember getting out of the pool to go get a drink, and I don't know if it was a compliment or if he was, like, being an asshole to me, but he's like, oh, so you think you can, like, come over here with, like, your, like, perfect styled hair and just, like, drink the beer that we're drinking? And I was like, thanks, but... what? <laughs> yeah." Yeah, it was so weird. It was, it was very weird. And then just like, I think there's a there's like a video going around right now. And somebody, well, not going around, but like somebody posted it not too long ago. And it's like me and Rob were making grilled cheese in the kitchen. I'm drunk on the floor just watching. And Frank and him get into this big fight on Rivals 2. And I'm like, I just want my grilled cheese, please. Just go yeah. away. <laughs> I've actually yeah. seen that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I see me on the
2: floor just like. <laughs> <laughs> that was him still like very wild. Crazy CT. I he was feel like I, yeah, I feel like I would like to get to know CT now.
0: Yeah, after I, I, after
2: having a kid, after all that stuff, growing. Don't get me wrong. I would still try to send his ass in as soon as I could.
0: Yes. But, yep. but I just and
2: I hate the fact that people are like, oh, like it's too early to do that, or like when he comes back, he's coming after him. Like you guys don't know if he's coming back. You yeah. don't know if they're coming well, back.
1: Look, like so, I've gotten into this conversation with a couple of people, and that's the thing is like in especially the last like seven seasons, you've got like what, like a 10% chance to beat CT in a final, right?
0: Out of the last five, out of the last four, out of the last five, he's won or out of the last four, he won three Yeah, and then won the last two back to back. Like he's killing it in finals. Yeah.
1: But in eliminations, it's a 50, 50 shot. You got to, it's a coin flip, you know, especially if it's not a puzzle because you know, and even in a puzzle, it's a coin flip. I mean, yeah. Yeah. there's rumors of what happened on 36, I think, with Josh in the puzzle theme, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Last question I have. And, and this is someone I, is the other question I asked to everybody, and that's who would be your Mount Rushmore Challenge competitors?
2: Is it mix and match guys and girls, or is it one of guys and one of girls?
1: You could do one of guys and one of girls to make it a little bit easier or difficult, however you want to look at it.
2: <laughs> all righty i want to do not obvious ones i want to do I, love it.
1: I want you yeah. to do the ones that you you choose because i think everybody says the same for all the time so most I was, people most knew.
0: people do so i it was fun the other day yeah i Iana's was okay. really good um well
2: i would definitely throw Durrell's ass up there he'd be one yes, yes. um i would do landon
0: yeah i like I it
2: and it's one of those like underrated like badasses. Like everybody still talks to him, talk, talks about him to this day, and he hasn't been on a challenge since fucking Fresh Me Two. So it's like he's still being talked about oh, and his, yeah. uh, how dominating he is. Almost um, twenty my, seasons. I, yeah. yeah. So I would yeah. definitely put those two up there. Um, I would put Mark Long up there for getting We Want OGs and All Stars back together and just yes. being in a role so And then I Godfather. think my fourth one because. He's just come in and just lately and just anything that he does, he's one of those ones that's probably always going to win also is Jordan. I think Jordan, for being in the newer age people, is like top tier. Like, And especially now that this motherfucker is doing like marathons and Ironman and shit, I'm like, I don't want to run a final against you. Like- yeah, I know. Fuck that. No
0: way. <laughs> no. no, I love your top four males. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, no, that's a okay. solid list. I like it.
2: Let's do girls. I would definitely do Oh who are my top four girls? <laughs> um, Emily Schrom, definitely. Like that that she's a beast. Like she's unstoppable. And she's one of those girls too. Like I think she's been a, I, I was reading like a uh facts or some trivia stuff and it's like these people have been in every episode of every challenge they've ever been in, and she was one of them too. Like yeah start to she's made it to final, like every final whatever. Yeah. Um so she would be one. Um I think I would throw Anisa in, even though she hasn't won a final. I think she deserves to be up there for the duration she's been on this show. She's like a face of this show. Like, oh yeah, anytime. And the most iconic line, "Bitch, I don't need a gauntlet to cut you." Like whatever yep. she said, that. <laughs> shit. I still yep. like. I just remember. I just remember and then Timmy in the background like this, like. <laughs> <laughs> Epic, um, it's legendary. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I would do those two. Um, I would do Rachel. Rachel Robinson. Yes. Because I feel like she's a champion that like isn't too like conniving. Like she she's a badass because she's like a top tier person and can't be beat. Not she's not I mean she might be cocky. I've never met her in person, but I I just like the way she plays the game and she's an overall badass. Yeah. And ever. then let's do a new age one right now. Let's do I'd have to say probably Cam even though she has not okay. won one either. Like, her political game in this fucking, this game is one of the best. Like she is, she's smart and she gets shit done.
0: Insane. That, that move she pulled on final reckoning where she canceled out everybody's votes. So that only hers counted granted. It didn't work out for her. Cause TJ threw a right. twist in there. TJ likes to do yeah. that, but that was yeah, but epic. She played it
2: perfectly. Or yeah. right, an honorable mention just because she's just like, she just got back into it. And I've always admired her too. And this is like, started from the bottom now she's where she is also um obviously my girl Janay like i think that she yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: we so. we asked we asked tech, and, and tech, let us know pretty, pretty upfront. Like, I don't watch the show. Like, even when I'm on it, I don't really watch the show. I was like, okay, well, like, who do you think's the best? You don't have to give us four; give us one. He's like, oh, it's Johnny. Johnny's the Johnny best. is the best. <laughs> I was like, I can respect it. I can respect. But she, it.
0: you know, she's got a great. I mean, with even with you know what just happened with her winning All Stars too, um, you know, she like just that elimination with Sarah Rice was so oh, impressive. I love I love that. And I loved Sarah. Like I was, I was a fan of Sarah. Um, You know, I try not to base my fandom off of like how I feel about people on a personal um, note, just because all I really see is edits and stuff on TV and, you know, but competitively and show wise, I was a big fan of Sarah, but it was one of those moments where it was just like, it was like sweet revenge almost. And it was really nice to watch it play out. And yeah, so I love John A. And I think it's amazing that she's, she's finally, you know, gotten that win and getting the, the. The recognition that I think that she deserves for being such an... And if you, an if, if you think about her,
2: she technically won back-to-back because, I mean, they didn't have mm-hmm. a girl champion. She won that, the first she one, did. that's for the girls. She still won it.
0: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. She was still first place up there for the girls. You know what I mean? Like, it's just...
1: Yeah, to me, it's... It, different circumstance, but no different than what happened to Sarah Rice in Rivals Three. She's right. still a champion, even though she didn't get money. To me, John Nix yeah. still won that. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And was she wasn't too far behind Darrell if I remember no, right. She, she was like wasn't, on his ass too.
0: Yeah, you know, like she did good. It's
1: I love her story through the show. It's such a beautiful
2: yeah. story. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome the way that it just came down. I just I wish I could have helped her get her first win because I think that would have been cool, but.
0: Oh, uh, it would have been so. If you had been there for that, and I already know what you're going to say, but if you had been there for that um, daily where they had to choose their partners and then that was the partner for the rest of the season, I'm assuming that you would have snatched John A up before MJ oh. could have even had a first oh, thought yeah. about her. <laughs> okay. So she
2: was talking about just like, just like when she called me to explain like what was going on in the final and all that stuff, she's like, all these people were like, she's like, don't get me wrong. It was hard. And we were complaining, but like a lot of these people were just underestimating how hard the final was actually going to be. And she's like, yeah. well, isn't just like some easy final. Like it was like, she goes, it's comparable to the show's final. It's, it's, a final and she's like there was a part where like i was just trying to like run and she's like i wish you would have been there because you prob- I probably i would probably have been following you running i'm like don't tell me that but <laughs> Aww, well, i love it,
1: her i do see that like because even in the all-stars one final i mean it was a it was a two-day final it's not like they had it easy and no i mean shit, they had to do two eating contests they had to do that ghost pepper and then that other one right oh. after that was that was rough, but no, I'm
2: good. So it apparently, has a nasty
1: eating challenge in it too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, I can yeah.
2: yeah,
1: Well, you know what? I'm just stoked that they did. They did trivia in all stars. I'm not just imagining that, right? Yeah, no, they've done trivia
0: oh, thank, in all oh. the all stars. Um, we it's yeah, I wish it was part hit. of the trivia one too because they did a multiple
2: choice one where it's like there was more than one correct answer, so you could have just kept going on and on and on.
0: The, I liked that format, how they did that. And then whoever got stuck and couldn't name the next one got dropped. That was, that was really, that was a nice twist to the trivia. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, so I have one last thing that I like to ask everybody, um, before we let them let you get on with your night. Um, at the end of everything after reality TV is done and fans look back on your time on reality TV, what do you want fans to remember about you or what do you want? What kind of message do you want to leave behind?
2: I like, and it's, this is just me in general. It's not even me trying to be like somebody else on TV. And that's what I think I connect with the fans a lot with. And I hear a lot of people say is they're like, they feel like they could actually be my friend. And I feel like I bring that to the show, like a life of the party. Somebody that people can trust um, a warmth for everybody. I feel like I just am that person that you can talk to and just feel comfortable with and, Want to come see me outside of the show because we're family, you know? Like, I feel like I bring family and heart and love to the show. I think that's something that we're missing from like the main show. I feel like all it is is backstabbing and like allies and like not even like genuine, you know? I feel like there's enough, like, it's a genuine connection I have with these people. And
0: I hope I make people laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely make us laugh. We've love, we loved having you on all stars too. It's been uh, it, even just, you know, the first two episodes, but it was just awesome to catch up with you, um, you know, to just see your face on our TV again was just awesome. And okay. then here meeting you like this, you know, and, and you're right. You definitely give that vibe of, you know, that we feel like we could be friends with you. And that was a, a big reason, you know, we don't, necessarily reach out to people that we don't think that we could vibe with well and have a good conversation. Well, and when your name got brought up, and we were, we were all like, yes, dude, like, let's get a hold of Derek. Let's try to get him. He's such a cool guy. Like we, we would love to chat with him and, and it is, right. it's easy to talk to you. Um, And you know, we just, we appreciate everything. So thank you very much.
2: For sure. Yeah. Like I said, if you guys want to do something where I don't know, but that's like, a, like I don't know when the next show is going to air or anything. But like, if you guys want to do like recaps for something like that, I'd be more than happy to come back on with you guys. Okay, oh, yeah. And awesome. in, in fact,
0: um, so during the off season here, we're actually going to keep the podcast going. Um, every week we do kind of different dis- different topics, um, discussion episodes, and we bring different topics. Um, but we do actually have one coming up with another podcast. Um, and we're trying to see if maybe we can get a challenger or two to come on as a guest for us because it's a very serious topic that we really think needs to be talked about and touched on. Um, but yeah, we think that you would be an awesome guest to have for that. Yeah.
2: When are you, when are you thinking about it?
0: Um, we're not entirely sure. We haven't really planned it all out. So, I mean, we'll touch base with you. Um, that was kind of what we've been waiting for is because we like to work around your guys' schedules um, yeah. ours is obviously a little bit easier to work with, so we'll touch base with you, um, and just kind of see, uh, when you have some openings over the next few, you know, in a few weeks or whatever. And, um, yeah, and we'll, we'll try to get this, get this together. And I think it would be a really fun episode.
1: Yeah. I mean, just kind of yeah. throwing out like a timeline, I would probably say mid February, mid to late February is when we're trying to think of doing it. Cause, um, we've got a couple interviews lined up over the next few weeks and then, Um, a couple like kind of recap discussions we want to do and then we wanted to make sure we could get uh, perhaps yourself, um, maybe Corey Lay.
0: Yeah, we're um, going to try to get Corey Lay on for that one too. I, mean, so I think that would be we've fun. We've been trying to
2: do a podcast together anyway. So see, there you fun. go. Yeah. That would be
0: perfect. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I mean, so written in the stars again. Things happen you for just a reason. Happen the way they supposed to happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't. I don't want to keep you any longer. We seriously appreciate all of your time, Derek. Um, and sure. you know, we look forward to having you on in the future and hopefully seeing you on you know a future all-stars or even hopefully the flagship show and again just thank you so much right yes Uh,
2: (laughs) you're gonna use the picture of me pulling the chain right because i think that that whole picture looked badass
0: fuck yeah
1: i'm gonna use that bro like i sent that to you and i was like i'm gonna do another photo that's not
2: as fucking good just to kind of make him lean towards this (laughs) yeah Um, no yeah of course no i was like hoping you guys because i've seen like the way that you guys put the pictures up i'm like all right please is one of those i like those yes. are cool pictures we'll post that up let me know send me everything so i can post it and everything
0: yeah no worries we'll we'll link the twitter and the instagram down in the description and all that stuff and yeah
1: once again thank you so much for your time we we really do appreciate it and and we'll be for in sure. touch soon and let you know about that uh that other episode and then as well as like a recap once the seasons get going again
2: yeah i appreciate it
0: nice to meet
1: awesome. you guys thanks nice Sarah. You. bye bye Wow. Um, that was fun. Oh I, I enjoyed God. that. Like,
0: I really enjoyed that conversation. He, he, he gave us
1: a lot of information that I wasn't really expecting him to talk about as far as like the background information, meeting different people,
0: yeah.
1: um, his impressions of people.
0: Well, I think it was just it was really cool because like, you know, we've had some really incredible guests and stuff on here. But from what I remember, we've never actually gotten a chance to talk to somebody who was like a fan before they came on like and from the the close to the beginning and so i think that that definitely like gave it a different kind of vibe because you know he had that excitement walking in to meet people like ct or you know see johnny bananas for the first time even though you know johnny wasn't at the same status in cutthroat as he is now you know but just yeah that was amazing he was so much fun to talk to and so easy to talk to
1: he's He's such an easygoing guy, and he's so likable, and he's very charismatic. And you know, you can't really ask for more in a cast member or a competitor on the challenge. And you know, I just feel really blessed that we were able to spend some time and and for him to share everything that he decided to share with us, as well as you know, talk about his time on All Stars too and uh, everything going on in in his personal life at that time. And yeah. you know, Derek is really one of those guys that you wish nothing but the best for because he's just a genuine good guy. And, uh, you know, I hope, like we told him, I hope we get to see him on future seasons. And uh, whether it's all-stars, the flagship, both, I'm game for either.
0: Exactly. You know, and it's kind of like he said at the end there, you know, he's just, he's like the ultimate... Friend, You know what I mean? Like he's he's one of those challengers that you look at and you're like, dude, I could be friends with that guy. Like I could go yeah. hang out with that guy. I could go, you know, have a Netflix, you know, movie night with that guy. Or I could go to the mall and go shopping or go out and have drinks or like whatever it is. Like, you know, you could have fun with Derek and, and shoot even just sitting here staring at his his beautiful face here on our computer for the last hour and a half has been fun just being around him. And, and so being able to soak up his energy. Um, And so, you know, that was that was awesome. Super, super loved meeting Derek. And I really can't wait to have him back on the podcast. And like you said, the show, too. Um, Hopefully both. I'll take all the Derek we can get.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, more the merrier, right? I mean, (laughs) look. uh I want to be straightforward. Like, I wasn't blowing the smoke up Derek's ass. I really do think, from what I've seen from him, he's a really good competitor. Yeah. He's just been caught in shit situations, and he's right. Every time he's gone down, other than what happened on Battle of the Seasons right before the final, he's never just gotten sent in because he's the worst player. It's always been voted in. Right. And, you know, it's a shit situation, especially when he came into the game being only a rookie. I do think if he were to come back now and play, he would he would definitely be a threat to make the final and and do well in the final.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and I mean, and the thing is, is we saw this kind of play out in all stars too, and we didn't really get a chance to talk about it much, but a lot of the thing with Derek, you know, is that he's, he's a small guy. So people are like, Oh, he's going to be easy to beat. He's going to be easy to beat. And then, like you said, it's, you know, one of those things where it's like, you just kind of draw the short stick with a lot of the eliminations that he's gone into, um, you know, that last daily on Battle of the Seasons that him and John A had to do. Um, you know, just all these little, these little circumstances that, you know, it just wasn't in his wheelhouse or it just wasn't his day is what has caused him. It's not being a bad competitor. It's not being a bad social player. It's not, you know, having bad alliances or anything like that. It's literally just circumstantial with him. And, I really, really do hope that he gets a chance to prove himself, like he said, because he comes on these shows so often and he he isn't even, you know, given the opportunity to stay long enough to show what he's fully capable of. So nobody values what he's capable of. And so I'm I'm really pulling for him.
1: Guys, we want to thank you so much for tuning in and catching up with Derek with us. Um, we really enjoyed this conversation. We hope you did, too. We're going to call it a call it a wrap. But thank you guys once again. And one, like we always say, if you have any questions, anything like that, hit us up on social media. We'd love to let you know anything we can. But otherwise, for myself, Rick, for my beautiful wife, Karina, and unfortunately for the missing and lovely Joshua Chambers, thank you guys once again for tuning in. Have a good one. Bye.
0: Bye.